Hello and welcome back to the Football Foundry, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm your host, James, and I'm joined by... Matt. Matt. And we're also joined by plenty of background noise because I have my window open, so if you can hear it, apologies, but I can't close it because it's too hot. <laughs> that was my, like, disclaimer. You know, like at the end of one of them adverts where it's 39.9% ABR, blah, 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 one of them. Yeah, fair play. That, that... <laughs> that was that was my one of them. Um, <laughs> Matt, this is the last episode that we are going to be doing with right. no football. Hallelujah. We've done it. We've we've winged the past God knows how many weeks, how many episodes, etc. Oh About 12. Yeah. Um, to, be, to be fair, we've done all right with them as well. It's not like there have been empty episodes where it's been like... Um, no, it's not to be an episode of Tumbleweed slowly flying by. Or yeah. Was yawning, no? I think, I think we've done all right. Played, played a fair few games, tested us knowledge a bit. And a bit of worthwhile um, co- well, content. Maybe not worthwhile, but... Yeah, maybe not worthwhile, yeah. but... Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's jump into this week's Who Am I Anyway. Okay. So... Last week, I haven't actually put last week's on here. Um, I can't remember who the three players were. I've not really prepared for this, so apologies. Um, but Dean Proud did get it right. And I did actually make a boo-boo, but no one else got it. And the rule is, if one of us makes a boo-boo and there's two possible answers, then everyone gets a point. Okay. But only Dean Proud guessed correctly. Oh. So... Only Dean Proud gets the point. There's no points all round this time. Usually I let I let other people have a go. It doesn't matter when you send it in. But Chris Hinton, you let you let yourself down, mate. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> He's pulled back to three. So maybe he can redeem himself with this week's anyway. Um the the, the correct guesses were um I believe Steve Cook or Leon Clark. Yeah. So yeah, that that went well. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> my own player in Leon Clark let me down because he's the three a players last week. We, we um, I can't, they were like lower lower league sort of players. Oh, let's see, have a look. See, I can get it. Oh yeah, you you oh, you have a look. See see who they were. They were Jags, Bradley Wright Phillips, and Gary Hooper. There we go. Bradley Wright Phillips, Gary Hooper, and Jags. So yeah, that that went well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that puts Dean Proud on ten points, Chris Hinton on seven, uh, the others following behind on three. Carl Carl Nuttall and Ash Barwick, Shevelson on one, and Matt Anderson on one. Listeners are now on twenty points. So looking good, looking good. But this week's it's time for the clubs that the player has played for. Okay. Now do bear with me on the the pronunciation of some of these for the listener ones um so this player has played four not necessarily in order sion sion two west ham barcelona bastia charlton ruben kazan and arsenal a few big english clubs in there and one obviously big spanish club in there um matt Yes. Your player has Please. played for <laughs> Blackburn, <laughs> Everton, Derby, Man United, Leicester, and Burnley. Okay. 
And who's mine played for? Uh, Burnley, funny enough. Leicester, oh. Swansea, oh. Sheffield United, <laughs> and Southampton. Do you know what would have been funny with that? It sounded like you were going to go Burnley, Leicester, Man yeah. like, like do mine in reverse order. That would have been <laughs> <quite> funny. <laughs> but imagine if there were still different players as well. Oh. That would have been crazy. That would have been crazy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there is who am I. What we're going to do as well is going forward, this is going to be the last version of this type of who am I. So, obviously, we're still going to do the, the three players have played with type one, but we're going to move it on to managers. Okay. We haven't quite worked out the, the way that we're going to do it yet. We'll have a talk about that and sort that out, but we're going to move it on into managers. But it's far too easy. Yeah, it is, it is relatively easy this way, so we're going to change it up a bit, make it a bit harder if we can. So we think maybe adding managers to that instead yeah, could uh, could rock the boat. Um, but this week we've had some news coming out, so we'll go through them. And then what we're going to do, Matt, is okay. we're going to go through each Premier League team and see how they look heading back into football because we are two days away as of recording. And if you're listening to this right now, it is tomorrow. Just clear everything. You're not doing anything on Wednesday. Like, that is it. Nothing is happening but football. How it should be. Exactly, exactly. Um, So, to start things off, uh, we got told all players are to wear Black Lives Matter on the shirts for the first 12 games back. Given what's going on in the world, like, hats off to them, really. Yeah, well, the way the world is currently, they've got a show unity with everyone else's message so it makes sense that they're doing it as well the Premier League yeah and a lot of people are confused by this saying there's only nine games left yeah nine games per team there's there's 12 like the first 12 games are going to be over this week like yeah. just remember that because <laughs> we got two on Wednesday then 10 over the weekend <laughs> so <laughs> like it's only one round of fixtures yeah <laughs> like come on people I saw a lot of comments saying stuff like that like wow <laughs> Um, other news is it's kind of old news really but when we finished recording and obviously uploaded the episode we spoke about Chelsea last week and their potential transfer doings then it emerged that Chelsea are now linked with Kai Havertz wow Chelsea will be mean in business if they can pull him away from Leverkusen like wow I I get they've not spent money for a few windows but Jesus they are going in in. Oh no. Like, Frank's need if he gets Kai Adverts as alongside like obviously Timo Werner's coming in from RBL, they really need to be pushing on next season for title. Do you know what as well? I I think I think Kai Havertz would be thrilled to join Chelsea because imagine having a manager that is one of the best attacking midfielders that there's been yeah. as your manager and you play in that position. Yeah. Nah, I think, like perfect. I think he'd be. I think he'd definitely be open to the p- potential of moving to London for Chelsea. Like hundred percent, absolutely, hundred percent, absolutely. Especially with the build that they've got going on in the minute. I mean, yeah. How would you turn that down? <laughs> so League One is also done again. This happened sort of mid last week. Uh, League One's done. It's a shame for Peterborough though, who miss out on the playoffs due to the whole points per game thing and etc so they've won the last six games even beating Portsmouth and it's Wickham 
who take the spot on a points per game basis. Yep. We spoke on how tight that actual league is, and for this big swap to happen, so Peterborough was that third, and it, the way that it's worked is is I, I don't know <laughs> the points per game has swung it completely around. Yeah, and I remember an interview with a chairman or something, and he was really kicking off. He was like, we've been robbed, and all this, and he, <laughs> he wasn't happy. And they were saying that they're going to have to sell their, their striker that they've got and, and that they turned down $12 million for two players in January because they were like, we're going to go up. If we sell them now, we're going to look like a club that doesn't show ambition. Yeah. We're going up. But, I mean, if... Like, I don't know, maybe play better the rest of the season and you might have not have this problem. <laughs> True. Is is that a fair way to put no, it? You exactly. Know? Like if they were rightfully there, they'd be there right now. Like Yeah, like like Wickham smashed it till about January and then they had a bit of a tail off. Yeah. And then obviously Coventry and Rotherham did what they did and, and managed to get automatic. Yeah, and Wickham slipped off. But because they had that amazing run of form at the beginning of the season and practically um, held the top of the table for quite a while, yeah. then they've got their points per game basis. Fair spot. enough. So, uh, but looking down the bottom end of the table, Tranmere relegated despite having a game in hand over Wimbledon. Yeah, feel for them to be fair because... They, they'd picked up a bit of form as well. Yeah. I think they'd won the last three games before obviously all this happened and they'll feel yeah. hard done by probably. It's on goal difference as well. Yeah. Oh, so so like just looking back, imagine that 94th minute consolation goal that you're letting because you oh. were tired or whatever yeah. and you were winning 4-0 but they slot one in and you were like, be right, won't bother us that. It's uh, one goal. It sent you down, pal. Yeah, won't, be, <laughs> won't be right at all. <laughs> sent you down. Uh, it, it is bad for Tranmere because obviously funded and things like that, they've struggled through, um, well, every team struggled through all this pandemic. Yeah. Um, so getting relegated is not going to help that cause. Oh, of course not. You, speaking of the the funded and that, do you think there's going to be some sort of like care package sent by the Premier League to these sort of teams? I think there needs to be because there's so much money in the upper game, the upper hemisphere yeah. of it all, and obviously that's their big grassroots football builds towards the Premier League. Every division below yeah. needs to be there for the Premiership to really exist for the promotion and relegations or whatnot. So it's all as integral as a Premier League it needs to be there and looked after. Yeah, and I I think they should be doing something to help the clubs clubs of the league. Hundred like, percent should. Yeah. Like, like give us money. Obvious, obviously, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, get this, get the Premier League season and Championship season sorted. Then let's see where everyone's at. Let's see how how teams are looking financially. Yeah, and look at a budget increase for certain clubs that are going to need it to obviously keep them going without the fans. Yeah. So, I I do definitely think it's needed. And they could quite easily work it out because there's billions going around in that Premier League. Yeah. The, the lower teams live off a match day revenue. Yeah, live 100%. Off it. Live off it. And it, it could be potentially until when? Like maybe next year before we even look at a fan stepping through the doors? Well, full, well, full capacity anyways. 100%, yeah. It, it'll be a while till then. Um, so next piece of news is that La Liga is back and so is Lionel Messi. 
Um, so people are saying that Messi is now the goat. He has confirmed it, and that Ronaldo is nothing because Messi right. scored and got two assists against Mallorca. Well done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Now Juventus also played, in which Ronaldo featured, and um, they played AC Milan, a much much better side than Mallorca, and also. Who else scored in the Barcelona game, Matt? Do you know who else scored in the Barcelona game? Former Borough player, Martin Braithwaite. Martin bloody Braithwaite, that is right. And if he can get a goal in that game, then, my God, it tells you everything that you need to know. So just calm down on the whole Messi is the greatest of all time thing, Ronaldo's nothing. Team difference is is crazy. I just want to put that out there because a lot of people are like slamming Ronaldo a minute. And I'm I'm not still on the fence between the Messi and Ronaldo thing. I'm on the fence with it all, but there's no need to slam him. He missed the penalty. He's human. I know. Exactly. Messi, Messi has Messi's definitely not got a great penalty record either. So Exactly. There we go. So sit down. <laughs> Pretty much. Where, where do you stand on the Messi Ronaldo debate? Because oh. I'm one of them that just sort of sits back and admires it. I'm not really like oh, Ronaldo, like or oh, oh, Messi. They've both got strengths and weaknesses against each other. You can argue to say that Messi's better than Ronaldo. You could argue to say Ronaldo's better than Messi. You could, there's so many different variables about it. Messi's only one yeah. club, the biggest club in the world, arguably for Barcelona. Ronaldo's actually won an international trophy with the European Euro Cup with Portugal. Um, yeah. He's won Champions League with different teams. He's but Messi's only done it with Barcelona with an incredible team around him. Ronaldo managed to win a Man United team that was potentially probably weaker, and he's dragged yeah. them through it. He dragged Portugal to the Euros, and literally. <laughs> Ronaldo's a better header of the ball, but Messi's... Oh, Ronaldo's probably the best header in ball I've ever seen. Yeah. It's ridiculous, the heights that that man gets. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with that. There's, there's different um, traits to both of them. Absolutely. So, now that we've got them bits of news out of the way, what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at each Premier League team and see how they look heading back into football. Okay. Now, we're going to split this up between... So get this, get this. Your mouths are going to start foaming. It's, it's going to be a lot. All right. So what's going to start happening from here going forwards is this episode is live on Tuesday. And on Thursday, we're going to do another episode. What? What? Oh, my God. Everyone's kicking off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I found a way to use it. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yeah, we're going to release another episode on Thursday where we're going to be talking about the two fixtures on Wednesday. So, yes. Sheffield United versus Villa and uh, Man City Arsenal. We're going to talk about them and finish off this list. So, we're going to get all the way down. We're going to make sure that we cover Sheffield United, Villa, Man City, Arsenal yeah. so that the teams that are playing have been covered and then finish off the others after we talked about the two games on Thursday. Yeah. So, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Obviously, me and Matt both still currently furloughed so we have a bit of extra time at the yes, moment yes we do <laughs> yeah but the, i imagine between now and obviously at some point in the future we're going to be back at work so that is when the the whole thursday episode thing will have to stop um but we're gonna do as many as we can to yeah. keep to keep sort of spreading this football out a bit because otherwise on a monday when we're recording it's gonna be did you watch that game from like Three three days ago, and and this game from like six days ago, and this one, and it's just gonna be a lot. Yeah, too many games, so, too short period. 
Yeah, so we're going to split it up. So it's a bit more relevant at that moment in time. And the episodes that would usually release on a Tuesday are now going to go up as soon as we recorded on the Monday. I'm literally just going to edit it straight after and boom, it's live. Yeah. Monday and Thursday. They're going to be the days the episodes are coming out temporarily. Then once we're back into his usual routines, we're going to get back in on the on a Tuesday and we're going to go from there. Sounds good to me. Sound good? Yeah, man. Good. Right, so let's do this list. We're going to crack crack it off. Crack it off, is that right? No, no, yeah. that's not right. We'll just start it off. Instead of cracking it, we'll start it. We'll crack on with um, it. That, that'll do, that'll do. So, Arsenal. Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. So, they'd won the last three games on the bounce before the break, obviously. Yeah. And they really started to look like they were pulling together under Arteta before yeah. the break. They had the talents like Saka, Nkita, Martinelli, all smashing it as mm-hmm. youth players. Um, they're all showing promise. But has this sort of worked in Arteta's favour, this whole this break? Um, Probably not, to be honest. Obviously, with the, with the form they've been, had for this spell, obviously, Freeman's on the bounce. You'd want to keep that going, just playing. When you're on good form, you just want to play matches, 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 matches. You don't want to, you don't, you don't want to stop. Yeah, exactly. But now with the break, it might it might potentially slow them down. But obviously, on the flip side, it gives you a chance to work on things, get players back to full fitness, about rest, to feel a bit reinvigorated. Well, that, that's the thing, isn't it? He, he sort of came in mid-season. He's, never, he's not really had a chance to work with the team. So I think this is giving him time to work with the squad during the break. But yeah. It depends if like them them young sparks like your Sackers, etc., can can keep doing what they were doing. Because Saka were one of Arsenal's best players. Yeah, obviously. Like, he was unbelievable for, for, back for us. And he really developed. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was... Martinelli looks like a massive prospect for them. And he yeah. is not done too... He's, he stepped up when needed also. So Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Arsenal looks like they've got a couple of gems coming through. Yeah. Like, poor. Incredible stuff, um, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Obviously, the the form thing when when you're on a good run of form, you just want to keep playing and keep getting them results in, and then you just await that tail off. And this could maybe have brought the tail off in a lot sooner than they yeah, wanted to. So it, it, I don't know. I think they're going to struggle, in all honesty, to to battle for the European place. <laughs> Say that on Thursday when they've smashed City 5 0. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, these fixtures, these mean nothing. Like, any, literally anything could happen. Like, because we don't know what to expect. No, like, you've been no, looking no. in German leagues and stuff, and it's something like, is it 30% of home sides have won the games? That's it. Yeah. Like, literally any team can go anywhere and win. Like, it's, it's insane at the minute. It'll be so. good to see. It, it will be, it will be. I mean, especially for teams in that relegation scrap taking on the bigger teams as well. So. And whoever plays Liverpool just keep on winning. And yeah, brilliant. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be funny. Uh, so moving on to Aston Villa. Villa are one of the very few teams that have really benefited from this break completely. Um, they were in practically free fall, yeah. losing the last five and injuries left, right and centre. So they've had time to regroup Sort the poo out, essentially. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, John McGinn will be back. Wesley will be back. Tommy and will Tommy Eaton be back? 
I think he might have a bit more recovery to go because he had a really lengthy injury, didn't he? I was going to say the main the main one to John McGinn because I don't think Wesley yeah. actually brought that much to that team this season. He's not. He's not. But he frees up Grealish a bit more, doesn't he? True, but no, McGinn's definitely the workhorse in that team. Yeah, and I think I think having him back, yeah. do you maybe see a really a, a survival run from Villa? They've got they've got the individuals in that team that can produce magic and McGinn's actually one of them. Grealish is obviously the, the obvious one. McGinn has yeah. chipped in with goals here and there for them. And yeah, Villa have definitely got the potential to get out of this situation and stamp their place in the league next for next season. Hundred percent. Like to start things off at Sheffield well hosting Sheffield United, I should say, at Villa Park. Um that's gonna be a good test for them. Like without without sounding like Sheffield United are going to pace them because we are. Um, it's going to, it's going to be a good test for them to make sure that they're like up to it. Yeah. And I think if they can get something out of that match, then they should really kick on Absolutely. and then like take a big positive from that and push on and get some points together. Yeah. So we'll have to see how that one goes down. Uh, but Bournemouth, 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 Bournemouth. I'm not expecting much from Bournemouth to be honest. So they missed Brooks and uh, Steve Cook. So that that was their like biggest injuries that they yeah. had within the squad. But given the other talents that they've actually got in that squad, having them two come back, they're hardly gonna turn the fortunes. You look at like John McGinn for Villa yep. and um who else is a Troy Deeney or Watford, like big personalities that are re- like Harry Kane for Spurs, like you know what I mean? Someone that's gonna bring a presence into that yeah. team. They're not quite them. Maybe Steve Cook, Steve, you could argue a bit, bit more. Maybe a little unfair on Steve Cook there, but I know what you're saying. I know definitely know the point you're getting across. They're not. They're not going to be a massive ability increase to the team. David Brooks is a yeah. good player on his day, but last season, last season to this season, he's been a different player. Last season, he was yeah. obviously deciding from yourself, and he was like, "Why the hell have they signed David Brooks from Sheffield United?" And he smashed it. Yeah, this season not, not so much. Steve Cook yeah. is a good leader, obviously centre half for them. He'll should help them sure things up a little bit maybe at the back, but with the with their upcoming games as well, as soon as they get these few first few matches, they'll be back in a rut, I think, and I think they'll struggle. Yeah, so they've got Wolves, Man City and Man United as the next yeah, three games. They need to get a point at least from Wolves. And I think I think they'll do something again. I think they, to be honest, they'll be looking more likely to get a point of Man United than Wolves. Mm, I don't know. I think the break would Man United well. They're going to have Bruno and Pogba in centre midfield. I think Man United might look, look good after this break, personally. Hopefully, hopefully, because they got that talent there. It's just yeah. they can't do it on pitch together for some reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's looking a bit bleak for Bournemouth, to be honest, and. I think if if they say they didn't get a point from them three games coming up, yeah, I think that'll be them done potentially. Yeah. Especially especially if Villa, Brighton, and other teams like that around them pick up points. But we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Really, yeah, uh, Brighton. Speaking of the devil, uh, much like Bournemouth and Villa, Brighton were in terrible form heading into the break. The last win, get this. So this <laughs> is crazy. Their last win was in. December, the twenty eighth of December, and it was against Bournemouth. But 
They're due to play Arsenal, Leicester and Man United. And also, they've still got to play Liverpool and Man City. Brighton are in the poo. Yeah, they've definitely got a quite a tough run in. Like, and that's not even putting it lightly. They're, no, they're, like they're going to struggle. They, they really are. I think, I think out of Villa, Bournemouth, and Brighton at the minute, I'd say Brighton at most likely. Just with the games they've got coming just, up. Yeah, purely, yeah, purely just based on them upcoming games. But again, I suppose, like we just said, the fixtures don't really mean as much as what they used to because we don't know what everyone's going to be like. But by the time they get round to play Liverpool and Man City and even Man United, they're going to be free-flowing. Yeah. Like, it's it's going to be crazy. So I do feel for Brighton. Yep, 100%. Big time. Uh, Potter did actually make progress with Brighton, though, when he, when he first came in. Because we, we sort of slammed him. We were sort of like, hmm... This is going to be relegation written all over it, but they didn't. Like they, they did really well. <laughs> Beginning of the season, we were like, "Oh wow!" Like he's he's really shoved that pie straight in our face. Oh, just a tad. Um, yeah, <laughs> but now they've just completely dropped off a cliff. Like that 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 form. I don't know if it's something to do with high intensity or what, but it's just completely dropped. Yeah, that could be part of it because obviously they played quite an intense passing game because they definitely changed style with. They're getting him in from Swansea, wasn't it? And yeah. But now with the break, give them chances to recoup a little bit, and maybe it could do. Yeah, come out. But it's just another it, game. It could, so got, could have helped it's, it's just the teams are playing against, which is the issue there. Yeah, hundred percent. So Burnley, Burnley are a side who didn't want the break to come due to the fact they won four and drawn three of the last seven games. They were in really good form heading into this break. Um, But I do honestly think Burnley will be a side that just keeps climbing. just depends on the clubs around them. If they start slipping, can they capitalise on it? Whereas if everyone starts keeping up the points, Burnley will sort of just stay where they are. But 100% a European candidate without a doubt. Easily, easily. I, I think they'll just... Go back to normal Burnley after this because they just seem to be one of the teams that just tick over. Yeah, just keep ticking. And Sean Dyche knows exactly how to keep them ticking. And will they be able to do it without Jeff Hendrick if he goes to AC Milan? Is that a thing? That is 100% a thing. There are transfer rumours and that is the craziest one I've heard. (laughs) Um, Jeff Hendrick is rumoured to go to AC Milan. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think that I think they'd be okay, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the shock in your voice is that, is that a thing? <laughs> What's oh, going on? I've not heard that. That's all. But fair enough. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, isn't it? Pretty crazy. <laughs> um, so yeah, Bur- Burnley were quite confident on that. They're just gonna sort of keep doing what Burnley do. Yeah, yeah. So Chelsea, where to start with Chelsea? So, to put it in a nutshell, the defence is awful, the midfield is alright, and that potential attack that's coming in is just pure filth. Yeah. Like, I, I seen a picture the other day of a car, right, and this was, like, yeah. the Chelsea squad, yeah. and it's a defence, and it the back end of the car, so, like, the boot of the back wheels, etc., were, like, an old run-down banger. Like, it, it was covered in rust and all sorts. And then the midfield was your, your average sort of um, 
estate car type thing. And then your front was a Lamborghini. <laughs> and it was like, this is the Chelsea squad. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> oh, good analogy, but yeah, I get fair enough. I thought you were going to say a back end was smashed in, to be fair, but... <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's crazy with Chelsea. They've, they've been doing bits in the, in the window, etc. But that inconsistency was what what sort of shot them in the foot a bit, wasn't it? Because they could have been a lot higher than what they are than fourth. They could be. Um, I think with this Chelsea team, it is still quite a young team, so it's one of those things, the players have got the potential, but they don't tend to always show it game after game because it's still one of those things you tend to learn as he matures as a footballer. He's one of those things yeah. where the players are quite inconsistent still. I think the more games they play, they'll get better and they will start to become more consistent. And I think, obviously, with the... Introduction of Vernon when he comes in. From the sounds of it, they're going to end up buying Ake back from Bournemouth as well, and yeah, they do need to work on defence. And the, it's still up in the air about if Kepa should be their goalkeeper or if he's they are going to well, look for someone else. I'd I'd heard that they were looking to offload Kepa and bring in the Ajax keeper. Um, oh, 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 Nana. Um, what's he called? Yeah, yeah, him. Oh, <laughs> I, I know what you mean. mean. I, I can't say his mean. name either. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I can't say it. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were looking to bring him in. I think he's a decent little keeper. He's quite yeah, young still as well. He's, so. he's young. I think he's about 22, 23 right now. Yeah, so that, that would be a good move for them. Um, and to also bring in a bit, an experienced keeper, because they were looking at... Um, Bringing in Fraser Forster. Okay. 10 million they're looking at. Because Southampton obviously loaned him to Celtic and that's just a, a oh. thing that they do. But Southampton are now looking to cash in on him, which yeah. I imagine a lot of teams that have these players out on loan, such as Forster, yeah. who aren't going to be a part of the team, they're going to use that to help facilitate the fact that no money's been coming in for months. Forster feel like that season as well, and I think he could definitely do a job for someone. Because obviously yeah. a few years so, ago he was pushing for the England team, then he just went... He just dropped off the a cliff, air. didn't he? Yeah. yeah. But a bit like Jack Butland. You know, yeah, but he's had a very good season yeah. this season, Fraser Foster. So. Yeah, so I think as a backup keeper for Chelsea, it's a decent shout. Yeah. So, I mean, they're looking at their options. But one one thing that I think is there's, there's two ways to look at it, because Chelsea is currently doing such crazy business in the transfer market. Um... The players that are in that squad currently have got nine games to show their worth to Frank, yeah. essentially. Um, so I think all these transfer rumours are going to work hit in his favour and we're going to see a bit less of that inconsistent Chelsea side yeah. when we come back because your players, like especially players like Tammy, he really needs to pull it out of the bag. I know he started really well, but he's, well. he dropped off. Um, you got got like, players like Pulisic, William, who are really going to have to start pushing it on. Um, Pulisic has not been too bad to be fair but Williams sort of he's gone a bit stale William he might be I think he's probably starting his decline to be fair he's 32, yeah. 33 year old player so I think he'll end up slowing down yeah unless they readjust to a different position because he tends to play on, like, on the far side right if they start playing in more central maybe but yeah because Havertz could play on wing as well if they bring him in so could Mount to be fair he's got yeah. a bit of pace about him um, but yeah, I think I think especially in that midfield and defensive areas, Chelsea are gonna hopefully see a bit of a difference when we come back. Hopefully, especially now that they've had more time to work on it. Aye. So, 
we'll just have to wait and see. Crystal Ballis. So they went into the break, winning the previous three games, 1-0 against Brighton, Newcastle and Watford. So it was sort of against the teams that are around them, which is always good to do. Um, Honestly helps them out in the survival bid. Heading back into football now, their run is possibly the hardest of any Premier League side. So seven of their last nine games are against teams above them. Yeah. So that's going to be difficult in itself. And just to name a few, Liverpool, Leicester, Chelsea and Man United. (laughs) Yeah, they're not going to be easy games at all. It's not. It's really not. But on, on a positive note, given that the 12 points clear from the drop, I do feel like they're going to slip down slightly, yeah. but in the other games, they're going to gather enough points to, to just sit comfortably. Uh, sort I, yeah, of 15th. Not, I, I don't think that they'll be worried about going down, or they shouldn't be worried about going down because teams below them won't. I can't see I can't see the majority, the bottom three teams picking up 12 points each just to catch them. To, and no, I don't see exactly. it. Exactly. So that's that's pretty much it with Palace. They've just got a really hard running. I mean, they haven't, they haven't had any serious, serious injuries to the team and anyone that they've been missing on, etc. So Palace are just sort of, they're a bit good, really, that that, that run of good form got ended and now they're going into these tough games. Yeah. Would have been good to see a Palace side that came on the back of three wins heading into maybe the likes of a game against Leicester. Yeah. Or even Man United, because that would have been quite a good would see. Would have been. But unfortunately, they're going to have to do it just off nothing. So, good luck, Palace. Uh, Everton. Everton, Everton. So, the Toffees are in an awkward situation currently. It the, Looking at Everton's situation, it is really like, what do you sort of do? <laughs> like, they've got more injuries now than before the break, <laughs> with Tom Davies being the only fit senior central midfielder alongside Morgan Schneiderlin, who looks to be leaving the club anyway, so that could be irrelevant. Yeah. So, Walcott, Delph and Andre Gomez have all picked up injuries since players have been back in training. Hmm. So, again, you can't really get much worse than that. Um, (laughs) And if they can't get some decent points from the first couple of games, which one of them is, of course, Liverpool on the opening game. Yeah. I think it should be used to stabilise for the remainder of the season and then focus on next season because they they really can't do much from where they are. Even no. if they win all the games, I don't think it's going to get them anywhere. <laughs> like, I think it's probably a stage now where Everton are comfortable where they're at. If they've got some good young players that they want to push on, get them playing some matches now, get them just a bit established yeah. and just get this treat this kind of like their pre-season for next season. 100%. And Ancelotti needs to do something to get get the best out of Moyes Keane. Oh, yeah. Because, like, wow, how's he not been setting the league alight? <laughs> like, it's, it's just meant. I think that boy is just pure raw talent. I just don't think his head's where his talent is at the same, like, kind of a bit like Balotelli, but not as extreme. Oh God! Don't even talk about about the telly. That's why always be the composure and he's sna- he's yeah. snapping at bits and pieces. I think with age and the right people around him, Moise Keane can develop into a top top draw striker. Yeah, like but I completely agree with that. Completely, needs a little agree. bit of work still. Be good to see Richarlison back though, won't it? Uh, class player. I like Richarlison. So do I. I like him. 
Leicester City. So with three of the bottom six left to play and not any serious injuries within the squad, I really don't see there being any issues with Leicester securing top four at yeah. all. Like It all just depends on if they can keep the squad fit once the restart happens. Uh, a few key injuries could sort of see them slip a bit, but nothing too serious for Leicester at all, I don't think. I don't see Leicester dropping out of the top four. No way. Nah. No way. I still hope they win the title over Liverpool, so positive. They <laughs> win every match. Uh, yes. <laughs> Oh, that would be insane. Um, so, obviously, we'll be doing this list in alphabetical order. But because Sheffield United play on uh, Wednesday, we've moved them so that we can talk about Sheffield United now. Then that's all four teams covered that are playing on Wednesday. Man City. And then we can finish off Man- the rest of the list. Man City. On Thursday. Oh, oh yeah, Man City. Duh, of course. Um, we'll quickly mention Man City as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, we'll start with Sheffield United. So... This this is awkward for me because I've been a, a Sheffield United fan, but trying to sound as unbiased as possible, Sheffield United surprised everyone this season, and without Klopp in the question for manager of the season, I I can't see any arguments that Chris Wilder. No, I'd I'd have, I'd have Wilder as manager of the season. To be fair, I wouldn't even have Klopp like, as it. I'd have Wilder. Yeah, like if Klopp wasn't in the in the running. Wilder would get that, yeah. and that's not that's not even just because I'm being biased. Like if I if this would like last season, like Wolves for example, Nuno what he'd done with them, he, he deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously you've got Pep at Man City who absolutely smashed it as well, so you can't really yeah. you can't really argue it. But I I would see Wilder picking it up if uh, yeah. Wilder if would my pick of the season. Yeah, Easy. and especially if that form continues as well, the the form that they've been on pushing forwards. Like they've got a game in hand if they win it against Villa on Wednesday, it'd see them climb to fifth, which could see Champions League football with a ban looming over Man City. <laughs> um, but just going back to the whole Chris Wilder point is that he always wants more from the players. Always, like you could win four nil, but he'll want a five. Yeah, that's good. And he'll still pick faults in all the performances that you put in. Not every single time when he's completely happy, he'll praise in the right areas. But it keeps the players pushing for more and more and more. So I think, fingers crossed, some form of European football for Sheffield United. I think if you guys even just get the Europa League this season, I think that's phenomenal for you. 100%. It's all literally said to me, would you end the season now and guarantee that you... I'd say, yeah. (laughs) Like I'd take that any day. If someone said to me at the beginning of the season, we'll be pushing for European football. Wow. I'd have punched him in the face. <laughs> like, everyone had us down to finish bottom. Yeah. And what he's done is is ridiculous. We've not even made marquee signings either. Like, it's not like we've brought in this amazing... Yeah, the one big name like, signing was probably Sander Burge, and that's a stretch yeah. of that, to be fair. Yeah. No disrespect like, him, but he's not a huge, huge player. He's a good player. I'll say. No, but yeah. He's not, not world-renowned player that you've brought into... Exactly. Master Premier League experience. Exactly. So, I mean, I think it's crossed, like I say, European football. Let's do this. Let's go. We'll find out on Wednesday if it's happening. Because <laughs> what, what we need to happen, Matt, is these games happen on Wednesday. Yeah. Right? Sheffield United win and, I don't know, Man City win, let's just say. Okay. And then 
there's an outbreak, a, a huge spike in uh, coronavirus, yeah. and then they call the season off, and it's it ends how it is. Boom. Champions League football. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. That's what needs to happen. <laughs> yes, for a second wave, that's what we want. <laughs> well, no, that, that's just what I want. I, know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about anyone else, but that's what I want. Um, so quickly, just to mention Man City. Um, there isn't really much to say about them, to be honest, but it's just really a case of focusing on Champions League for them when that comes back. Yeah, they're probably and obviously, the Champions League. Has to yeah. Be. And obviously they've got the FA Cup as well to go for when that's back. Yeah. Also, that's another point for Sheffield United. That could hinder them having FA Cup as well. Depends how, how they go in that because yeah, they've got our sorts of players. It could stretch that squad. Uh, but yeah, back to Man City. Um, so essentially it's just going to be using the league to sort of build up form and then push it, push it into the cup games. So yeah. there's not really much left for them at league because even if they finish outside, it's, if even if they finish in the top four, which they're gonna, they're not gonna get Champions League football if this ban hangs over. Absolutely. So it ain't happening, City. Sorry, not much for you to do. <laughs> um. So yeah, that is that is the list complete for today. We are gonna revisit this on Thursday. Yeah. Finish off the list. And actually talk about some English football. Oh, it's going to be so good. I'm so happy. Uh, But let's do these Who Am I's anyway and wrap up for this week. I've got a feeling we've both got these, Matt, because like we said at the beginning of the show, they're quite easy. So I'm just going to quickly refresh the listeners on theirs and then you just fire your player at me. Um, So, Sion, Sion 2. West Ham, Barcelona, Bastia, Charlton, Ruben Kazan, and Arsenal. Who's your player, Matt? Uh, what was mine? Yours are, uh, yours are Blackburn, Everton, Derby, Man United, Leicester, and Burnley. Michael Keane. It is indeed Michael Keane. <laughs> Who are mine? <laughs> Burnley, Leicester, Swansea, Sheffield United, and Southampton. Nathan Dyer. Correct, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll change that to managers, I think. <laughs> it's just a bit easy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So it means I'm on eleven. Matt is on sixteen and listeners are uh, Matt is on seventeen. Apologies, Matt. I've got your score wrong then. Um and listeners are on twenty. So there we go. I need you to get a few wrongs so that I can climb back a bit. Ain't happening. Right. Just, just a little bit. <laughs> just like three or four points. <laughs> Dear, not on the form that I've been on anyway. That's not happening. I can tell you that for a fact. Uh, so yeah, just quickly once more for the listeners. See on, see on two. West Ham, Barcelona, Bastia, Charlton, Ruben Kazan, and Arsenal. Your players play for those clubs, but not necessarily in that order. Mm-hmm. And this is the last time we're doing this one. So make sure you make sure you get your answers in and. Pay homage to it or whatever it, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is, that is everything from us this week. Actually, no, it's not everything from us this week. That is everything from us this episode. Correct. We'll be back with you on Thursday. Yeah, it feels weird saying that. Um, but in the meantime, <coughs> oh, sorry, I've been trying oh. to hold. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the mute button quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> You got Ooh. you got caught out. I didn't get caught out. <laughs> oh, I felt good though. 
<laughs> it sounded like it did. It sounded like you shook your room. <laughs> so, in the meantime, between episodes, if you would like to get in touch with us and enter this week's Who Am I, or just say, wow, I loved what you said about Crystal Palace, I really do think that Roy Hodgson is a pretty boy, you can do so by finding us on Facebook or Twitter by searching for... At Footy Foundry, Footy Foundry. We also have a website, which is what, Matt? www.thefootballfoundry.com Huge thank you to our partners, the Beautiful Game Network. You can find them on Twitter by searching for... At BGNFM. And finally, a huge thanks to our sponsors of Roughneck Scarves. You can get yourself a, a custom-made scarf for your team at... Roughneckscarves.com They're also the official supplier of MLS, USL and, and, US. and American yeah. football stuffs. Um, <laughs> but American yeah, football um, stuff, that's a different sport oh god yeah isn't it American soccer ball no. there we go Yeah. Um, so yeah we're going to wrap things up for this episode and we'll be back again on Thursday so Matt would you like to say tatty bye my old cherub tatty bye my old cherub see I'm going to use this against you now and get you to say some yeah, stupid stuff I'm not going to say horrifically <laughs> stupid stuff like yes my name's Matt and I'm bald goodbye <laughs> well you just said that yourself that's one off the list for you done <laughs> right thank you very much for listening everyone and be sure to check back in on Thursday to see how well no because you will have seen the games because surely that's something that you do Surely you watch the. You don't just come to us and listen. To, see what we think about the games that go. happen on Wednesday. Catch you in a bit. Peace. You know what? I sort of thought to myself. I'll be able to have my window open through this podcast because we're in lockdown. Like, no one's going to be doing anything. I swear to God, it was like a bloody zoo outside uh-huh. for most of it. I had a dog barking. There were kids running around screaming. There was a loud tractor sort of motorbike thing going around. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy times, mate. Crazy times. <laughs> <laughs> Meant to be in bloody lockdown. <coughs> wow.